Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Glad to be back with you, ready to talk some boxing action. Noel Sosa in here with the hurricane back in the building. What up, Fernando? Hey, what's going on, Noso? Hope everybody had a great Halloween and spent some time with their family. And hope everybody had a good time. Yeah. But uh, ready to get back to boxing for sure. Absolutely, man. You know, I think it was more a trick than treat when it comes to Tyson Fury, man. But we're going to talk about all about that on today's show. And, of course, also back in the building, our man from the Whatever You Say podcast, our good friend Ivory Towns is back. What up, I? What's going on, fellas? Blessed for another opportunity to chop it up with you big boys. And, uh, yeah, happy Halloween because uh, <laughs> somebody was sweet. This past couple days. Somebody went really sweet. (laughs) Hey, let me tell you what, man. Kind of. Cake. I don't even. It's hard for me to even. To really even know where to start here, man. Because, uh, yeah, coming off the heels of what was supposed to be light work, easy work, a tune up, a glorified sparring session for the fight we've all really wanted. Uh, which, of course, I'm talking about, you know, the fight we wanted was Usyk Fury. But now some people are saying, hold on, wait a minute, before you do that, I think you got unfinished business to do because Francis Ngannou shocked the world uh, with his performance against Tyson Fury. And again, in a losing effort, but still shocked the world. Um, And and again, a lot of people are going to debate you on that. There's a lot we're going to a lot of ground to cover here. But I'm going to jump right into it. Tyson Fury gets the, what he won by one single point. One single point. Split wins decision. by one single point against a guy who never had a professional boxing match before. Listen, granted, he's he's a fighter, former UFC uh, heavyweight champion, only former because he gave up the belt to take this fight. Francis believed in himself. I know I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. But, sure. but, but listen, I'm a, I am a Francis Ngannou fan. We talked about that on the preview to the fight. Never did I actually think we would be having the kind of discussion we're having today. Fernando, what are your reaction to Tyson Fury going life and death with MMA fighter Francis Ngannou? Well, you know, uh, two big takeaways here. And the first one that I want to start with is just I want to give Ngannou massive credit for this. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no matter what happened, uh, no matter what version of Tyson Fury we got, he went, you know, the distance with him. He held him to a split decision. Right. It was a 50-50 fight, you can argue. Sure. If you had him winning, I wouldn't def- I wouldn't fight you on that. I wouldn't argue with you on that. If you had Tyson Fury winning, I wouldn't argue with, with you on that. But massive credit to him to even have that type of conversation. Boy. When you make your pro debut against, you know, the most dangerous heavyweight fighter on the planet, um, you know, the baddest heavyweight on the planet, or the lineal world champion, and to hold him to a split decision when wow. you don't really have any amateur boxing experience. You know, maybe as a, like, you've trained, maybe they say that was his base, that like he trained boxing before, but I don't think he ever had, like, amateur competition or nothing right. like that. So, no amateur experience, making your pro debut, and you hold the world champion to a split decision, that's remarkable. And so, so you got to give him credit. And, and that's my first takeaway from that. Uh, my second takeaway from this, and I think if you know boxing, if you've been following boxing for many years, like like we have, there was one thing that was very obvious. Tyson Fury completely fucked this fight off <laughs> he phoned it in he showed it he phoned it in he showed it and he said he had 12 of 12 week training camp i don't know what he did in those 12 weeks right i, I mean i don't know what i mean maybe he just jogged a little bit in the morning sure and, you know I, I mean i don't know i don't know what regimen he used it, because it, it just is is there a chance 
because you know I was saying the same thing this whole time. I was like, 12-week training camp, my ass. Yeah. This dude didn't give two shits about this fight. He thought he was just going to go out there and, you know, the guy was going to, you know, not have any technique. He's going to be able to land a shot and get on out of there. Is there a chance, though, that maybe he did have a 12-week training camp and maybe left it in the gym? No, no. I I, I mean, just if we've seen him over the years, right? he has more of a gas tank than what he had. He looked a little bit tired. Yeah. You know, he, he looked uh, horrible. He looked very sloppy. He looked horrible. Yeah, you know, and he's fought some of the best guys in the world. He's beat, I mean, he beat Klitschko pretty cleanly. And, you know, you're going to tell me that Klitschko's not as good as Nganu? Come on now. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you can tell he, he thought this was going to be easier than what it was. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he phoned it in and he got humiliated. He got embarrassed. And he should. He should be embarrassed because that was an embarrassing performance. All that being said, he's likely going to beat Uzik in February. <laughs> Because he's probably going to take that fight serious. Right. But, you know, the, the embarrassment of this fight should follow him for the rest of his career. It wow. should. Wow. And he should be embarrassed. How the sport of boxing should not be embarrassed. Tyson Fury should be embarrassed. Sure. Sure. Ivory, what are, what are your takeaways here, man? Uh, Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury getting down to the wire, man. What do you think? Well, I, I couldn't uh, agree more with, with my man Fernando. Uh, one takeaway, though, from it. Is I feel I feel sorry for you, no so, because you wax poetically so so brilliantly about how great Tyson Fury is and and just how how where he's came from and and how he got his act cleaned up now and he's taking it serious and this is a money grab and all that and you know you 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 and Fernando knows this. You do a great job of hyping up the situation, hyping up the the subject, whatever we're talking about. And then for him to step on that, all your words like that and go out there and lay out that type of performance, man, I feel bad for you a little bit. You wasted a lot of your talent. You wasted a lot of you wasted a lot of your verbal talent on this dude, man. Uh, talk, talking about how this guy's the pound pound the biggest, baddest man in the world. And for him to go out there and lay that down like that. <laughs> also, I think it just backs up what I talked about uh, last time on the last episode, how just overall folks are really about their money, man. Legacy really doesn't matter anymore. You know, like certain guys, they, they it matters to certain guys in certain sports. You know, you got to be wired that way. You got to have that type of mind frame and that, and that type of heart. But with the type of money that guys are throwing around right now, and I'm sitting here, I'm about to watch a, a, a an NBA game, and these guys are about to do this in season tournament stuff, and and you know you win half a million if you win that each player, so it's all about the money nowadays, and and I I'm I'm gonna be looking at Tyson Fury sideways from now on, whenever we talk about, whenever we hear him talk about where he lies in the in the in the annals of all the greats and his legacy, and what does he want people to remember him as, as a boxer, I'll be looking at the side of my eye whenever we have those type of conversations <laughs> about or watching Tyson Fury talk about that type of stuff on interviews coming up. So it, it, Fernando said that he embarrassed himself, and we'll see where, where he goes uh, this point forward. But, you know, going forward, did, did Usyk see anything that he can kind of jump on in his fight? Did he see anything he could take advantage of? 
Well, I, I tell you and what. Next fight coming up with Fury. I tell you what. One thing we and we also shared it on on the Fair Ones and Fairways uh, social media. Usyk's reaction to the knockdown. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> listen, right. Usyk been working and waiting so long for this opportunity, and when 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 the unexpected happens, I, I mean, your heart's almost got to drop if you're Usyk at that point. You're like, what? is yeah. happening here you know um but but you know a lot a lot to discuss there um a, a, yeah a lot to discuss there you know there's been a lot of talk about Tyson Fury being maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time and obviously you know there's there's talk because of his size and his ability to box and his movement and you know golly a guy that big it, what imagine if he fought against you know some of the fighters throughout history who weren't as big and i mean is this guy actually the baddest man to ever you know lace up the gloves you know in the heavyweight division um there's been that kind of talk i'm not gonna lie to you i've been part of that conversation i i i, I haven't just claimed him the best ever but i said you know there's a conversation to have there there's a debate to have again because of those factors because of the size because of what he had shown us skill wise in the ring how, is that what does this is that conversation off the table now i guess i should say fernando what do you is that conversation done for for me yeah mm-hmm. for me yeah because you know when you're when you're uh somebody like like tyson fury you know who's as big as he is and people say that you know he's got the skills to beat anybody in history and he does you you could have an argument hey he can beat muhammad ali and mm-hmm. you know he can beat you know sonny liston joe lewis because of size alone he could beat those guys but there's there's something here that was very obvious in this weekend. Apparently, he's not always focused. He's not always committed. You know, he's he's worried more about money. You know, he uh, he doesn't concern himself with legacy because you know he held up the Usyk fight the first time, and you know that was kind of an embarrassment. Uh, he retires. He unretires. Retires again. Unretires again. You know, fights Derek Chisora a third time, which you know there was no need for that. Right. You know, so. That all that kind of combines to disqualify him to me from 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 the top ten of all time. Sure, I mean if you think about it, you know every every great heavyweight has had a bad night. Muhammad Ali lost to Leon Spinks towards the end of his career, right? And Leon Spinks was six and zero at the time. The big difference there was that Leon Spinks had like 185 amateur fights and he was an, an Olympic gold medalist, right? And I know didn't have that. He was just zero and zero, right? And it comes in and puts you on your ass in the third round mm. and almost gets you out of there in the eighth round. And you really have to kind of rely on your boxing skills to beat this guy and go life and death with this guy. It just shows that you don't always have the commitment to your craft. I can't imagine Ali losing to a debut guy. I can't imagine Evander Holyfield losing to a debut guy. Man. I cannot imagine Third it. round. Yeah, and, and I cannot imagine anybody in their right mind wanting to make their debut against a prime Mike Tyson. <laughs> right. I mean, nobody would do that. It'd no. Be blasphemous. The guy would probably faint on the way to the ring. Right. Nobody would want to debut against a Joe Lewis. Nobody would, you know. And so the fact that somebody could debut against Tyson Fury, put him on his ass, hold him to a split decision, arguably win the fight. To me, uh, his his legacy takes a drastic tumble. Mm. I think I even take him out of the top 10 all time. Let, 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 me, let me say this, man. This is, this, and again, I hate that I'm saying this. It just is what it is. We got to be honest here. Um I was watching the fight. You know, everybody kept asking me, well, who do you think won? Who do you think won? And, and I had to tell them, look, I have to go back and watch this fight again because I didn't watch this fight like I normally watch a fight. I was just waiting for the knockout. I was waiting for the stoppage. I was waiting for that moment. 
And what ended up happening was a very closely contested boxing match. And the fact that I have to say that is just, I mean, it's embarrassing. And, and, and look, man, I'm an observer, right? Uh, I'm not, I don't get in the ring, right? I, I, and so I don't want to knock anybody, you know, who gets in there. But just from an observer standpoint, like you said, Fernando, it looked like he did not take this serious at all. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a not so friendly reminder that when you get in that ring, all bets are off. It's real in there. And even though, you know, it's the classic story of the, of the damn tur- tortoise and the hare. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, you can have all the ability in the world, but if you, get, if you just decide to sleep and take breaks and cut corners and not take it seriously, hey, man, that, 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 that little engine who think he could finna do it, you know? And, yeah. and, and let me tell you what, when you're talking about a man who is, uh, what, 6'4", uh, you know, 270 pounds of nothing but muscle, and he's come from where he come from, and he put his whole heart and soul into this fight, and all you've been doing is just hanging out, eating popcorn and, and, and bullshitting. Man, this can happen. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, uh, Tyson Fury, um, you know, had to discover that the hard way, I guess. You think he would know better. Yeah, I know he he definitely takes a tumble. I mean, to me, it just when you combine all that, you know, all the the lack of uh, the lack of commitment to to your sport, you know, that to me that disqualifies you because, you know, I cannot I cannot imagine, like I said, I cannot imagine any of the other past fighters taking a day off, phoning it in like that. And, and, and speaking of that, speaking of that, real quick, probably the most amazing event I've ever seen. Oh yeah, for sure in boxing's history. Um, the, the number of champions, I mean, it, it just, it was unreal. I saw like a behind the scenes, one of the companies who was covering the event, they were doing this, you know, they're at this gala and they're just sitting there and just every, seemed like every minute somebody was either coming to interview with them or was walking behind them. You could see them just about every legend that was mobile and able to get to Saudi Arabia was in Saudi Arabia for this fight. Incredible. From both sides, boxing and MMA, and celebrities, and I mean, this was this was a true spectacle. We kept calling it that, but boy, uh, Saudi Arabia to me maybe just set the new standard for mega events. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're the, they're the future of pay per view boxing. From you know that show they put on was just incredible. You know, if I'm Al Heyman, I'm catching a fight to Saudi Arabia and trying to figure something out right. for, for you know for my guys to right. do pay per view with them because. They they have they have showed themselves. This is how you do pay per view. So hey, with, with Showtime getting out of boxing, you know, this could be a good opportunity for all the big time promoters to, you know, come to Saudi Arabia and make a make some deals, man. Yeah, I mean, Ivory, what what did you make of the spectacle, man? Did you see all the all the pomp and circumstance and all the big names? And look, when Fury walked out to the ring, I got chills. How all the legends were just right there in that tunnel. Yeah. I mean, I was blown yeah. away by and that. He let them all down. Oh boy, <laughs> boy. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's that. You you and you you stole my stole my, my bad, line. My, my bad, my all, all that. No, nah, I'm I'm just saying. You all that, man. You got motherfuckers flying halfway across the world, literally, to to come see you when you do that shit. I, that's what I'm like. What the what what is going on? But. Yeah, from what I saw, man, the production and just, you know, I guess after watching it on HBO and Showtime so long, you know what I mean, ESPN, to get it at a different location, to get it on a different 
you know, production team and everything. Yeah, it was a it was it was a spectacle and it was a cool, cool look. Um my 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 thing, my thing is I want to ask you guys, have you guys heard this? That the Saudis, when they put on big sporting events, big celebrity laden events like that, that they fly these celebrities out for free. And um, and, and they have to get and they get there and but one thing they ask him to do is just tweet and post about how cool and how awesome Saudi Arabia is. Have you guys heard that? Oh, oh, you mean you mean they cover the bill? They cover the bill, but you got to you got to tweet and post in a positive propaganda. Right, right. You over there. I but, mean, yeah. I mean, you're hiring someone to come do a job, and they 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 hire these. <laughs> Influencers who actually are celebrities. I mean, listen, Eminem was there, Kanye West was there, Vince McMahon was Vince there, Vince McMahon, yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, uh, 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 you know, famous uh, football players, soccer players, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was there, yeah. man. I mean, this is insane. The 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 cast of people that were at this event, again, even even all the guys themselves, even Mike Tyson himself says, "I've never been a part of anything like this in my life." I mean, it is just. What a moment it must have been yeah. to be there. Kind of surreal. Yeah. Just you, you can't help but run into a legend. Everything dipped in gold. Everything yeah. is trimmed in gold. I'm sure it was crazy, man. No, it was insane. That was one of the, I mean, to me, this is how you do pay-per-view boxing. And I think this is what you know, the future of pay-per-view boxing needs to look like. And I remember last week I was talking about how pr- promoters need to come together for for big events only, like for pay-per-view, and to keep their... Yeah. Their fights on their streaming platforms, but then come together for pay per views. Right. I think you know. I think they need to do some business with the Saudis, and you know they need to get together. And this is what the pay per view model should look like in the future. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say too, like I don't know if anybody else got got the, the 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 bad feelings, but whenever that ring started to come from from the from the from the, from the ground, <laughs> I started thinking about Paulo Creed versus Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, versus Ivan Drago. Versus Ivan Drago. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, and thank goodness Fury didn't come out wearing all that red, white, and blue like he did that one time. <laughs> I don't know if he could have got away with that in Saudi Arabia, but uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I did think of that when it was coming up there. I was like, but oh even, man! But you know what? Even that, even that was not part of the spe- spectacle. I mean, the undercard had their separate arena. Yeah, they had a separate arena for the undercard. Crazy. Yeah. Then, then they moved everybody else for the main event, like to the other side of the arena. Wild. Where they had like a stage and they had a, the, the ring underground. And it, it was like a light show, performers. It, it was like, uh, it was kind of like, uh, isn't that kind of how they do uh, Coachella? It's like four or five different stages and, you know, the big the big main act that gets the main stage and right. you, got, you got a few yeah. other side acts on the, and on the was, other smaller stages or not. And it, was I, a, it, was a, it was a truly, truly a festival type event, man. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this was like a one-time, like only like specially built arena. Like it's not a yeah. an existing yeah. arena; they just built yeah. it for this occasion. So that's insane, man. I mean, it, the the production level. I mean, it was just yeah, no, uh, production level was again something I've never seen before. Uh, I can only imagine what it must have been like to be in Saudi Arabia, for, uh, Saudi Arabia for this event. Again, just 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 the celebrities in attendance, the legends in attendance, the production value. I mean, they had their pre-fight ceremony. This was stuff that was produced by people who produced the Super Bowl and the Olympics. I mean, this. I mean, there was yeah. no expense spared on this. And what? and the word is the the man's been quoted. Uh, they kept calling him His Excellency Turkey, and I can't say his last name, but uh, he was quoted as saying. You think this is something? 
we're investing four times as much for Fury Usyk. I mean, listen, uh, from what See? I've been told, from what I've been told, this gentleman, uh, his excellency, as, as he's being referred to, is a is like us. He, he's a boxing guy. He is a boxing fanatic. He loves the sport. That's why you're seeing what you're seeing. And thank God for him. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. Hey, man, listen, this works out for me, I, you know. Um, but but I can hey just man, imagine they, what's planned for the future. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they, hey, man, they started. Yeah. They, they started. They started with, with with your sport, your other sport there. No, so they started with golf. Yeah. And I I heard this. I heard this a few months ago. They are coming, man, and they are coming for. You see what they're doing with boxing. They've been having a, a hand in that for a while, but they're coming for basketball. They're coming for other sports. Oh, they're, you they're, know, maybe even baseball. Go ahead. It's just the beginning, man. Yeah, no, and I was gonna say they're they're already coming for soccer too because they got Neymar, they got Ronaldo, yes. I mean uh, Benzema, yeah. they got all the all the all the big uh, big names. They're taking them from Europe and bringing them to, to Saudi. So is it a, is it like a different league? Yeah. So like you know every every country yeah. has different leagues, and okay. uh, the most uh, prestigious leagues are in Europe. You right. know, primarily like in England, the Premier League. You know, you got the La Liga in Spain. You mm-hmm. got the one in in France. That is one of the just, uh, just like live same setup yeah. as live. And you know you, you got know? all your leagues in Europe, but the Saudis are starting to put so much money into soccer now. They're getting all the the big stars and taking them over there now to their league. To their leagues, yeah. What's their and, league called? You know, uh, the Saudi Pro League. Okay. And you know, uh, you know, normally they wouldn't be as popular, but because they're taking all these big names, yeah, they're starting to get some yeah. attention drawn over there. So yeah, so like you said, same thing as live live golf. Same um, live, same same plan, same format. Wow, interesting, you know? interesting. So and and yeah, and, and after a while, they they'll be coming for some of some of our big name American and, sports. And, you know, and, I, I think I, I think that's one reason. Like like I say, I'm watching the NBA. They're about to start the in season tournament thing, and it's just another way for players to get more money. And hey, man, that's a, that's a that's a side effect of you see these other guys on the other side of of the globe throwing money around like it's like it's like it's rice at a wedding. And, and, so, and, and, and by the way, so the, Amer- the American sports here better do something to, to incentivize these guys. And, and by the way, I mean, I don't know if you guys know who Kylian Mbappe is. He's one of the best soccer players in the world right now from okay. France. Okay. They offered him a one-year, $1 billion deal. Whoa. He turned it down. <laughs> he turned it down? He, uh, because he wanted to stay in, in the prestigious league because, you know, for him it was about right. legacy and he didn't want to take, you know, the money. Because, like I said, the, he, the, he, the, he, the Saudi Pro League still isn't at that upper echelon yet. And so he didn't want to do that, and he's in his prime. But they offered him a one-year, one billion dollar deal, and he said no. He 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 pulled a Rory McIlroy. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully he ends up better than Rory because Rory, uh, <laughs> you know, because he turned out of money, the league didn't turn out of money. Yeah. PGA said, "No, nah, we'll take it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me- Messi, Messi yeah, turned on nah. a Messi turned on a pretty monstrous deal from them too he, to come to the MLS. Really? Uh, he he turned down a major deal there. I'm not I'm not sure about the numbers there. But uh, he they coming. They coming. They coming for our heads, man. They coming yeah, for our heads. They're taking all the athletes, man. They're taking all the athletes for sure. I mean, Ronaldo's deal is insane too. I think something like a hundred million dollars a year for four years or something like that. Jeez. I mean, it's something insane, man. I you know you start throwing numbers around like that, and it almost doesn't even like I don't even I don't know if my mind can truly like comprehend some of this because we're throwing numbers, throw hundred million here, billion here. Like, come on now. Like what do we? It's 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 human nature. I I would I would I would lessen the priority of my legacy too. 
You're throwing around that type of money. If anybody offers like, me a billion dollars for a year of my time, you got it, Jack. <laughs> you, know? you got it. Yeah, that's right. Who cares man. what they'll say after I'm gone? Who gives a damn? Take hey, got me for a year, man. Hey, what was it? They said that. You know, they'll pay you expense if you just got a shout out Saudi Arabia or something like that. Right. Hey, yeah. Saudi Arabia, come visit Saudi Arabia, greatest country in the world. <laughs> I will fly me out here, man. I will, I will change the theme music to like some Arabian nights. Like whatever I'm we got to do, man. I whatever we got to do. Tripping. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, man. Let's, <laughs> God, dog. It's just, it's just hard when you really think about it. But listen, uh, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, the fight has happened. What did you think when, when, when Fury got dropped? So, and <laughs> whenever we talked about, um, before in a few episodes, remember I said, uh, yeah. I would love it if he gets put on his ass one time for holding yeah. up the Uzik fight. That's right. The only thing is the Uzik fight is made now. I know. So <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how I felt, how I felt about that. But, you know, when I saw it, I said, man, he did not train. He did not train for this. Right. You know, uh, from in round one and round two, I was like, well, maybe he just taking his time. Let, let's see. But when he got dropped and I saw that look in his face, I said, oh shit, this guy didn't, he didn't prepare for this fight. He thought it was going to be a cakewalk, and now he does. Now he doesn't know what he's going to do. Now he's got to figure it out. Now he has to figure it out, and you can tell he was uncomfortable. Yeah, he did not want to be a part of a fight. Right, and uh, you know you can almost see his money flashing before his eyes. Yeah, like, man. oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the bag. Yeah, I'm gonna fumble the bag here. Right, and uh, so when I saw that happen, I said, man, I said this can go two ways. Either Fury gets up, gets pissed off, like in the Great White Hype. Right. You trying to embarrass me on TV? Right. And then he, you know, beats his ass and stops him. And I said, or he's in trouble. Right. And it, it was the latter. You know, yeah. he 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 had to fight. I scored the fight for Tyson Fury because I thought he outboxed him, landed quality shots. I think Fury picked his spots. You know, he looked tired in, in spots and he didn't really uh, offer much offense aside from the rounds that he clearly won. But yeah, no, Fury looked like like he uh, didn't know what he got himself into. And uh, I think he saw his his O slipping before before him. I think yeah. he, he saw his money slip before him, and he had to box. He had to box a, you know, he had to work to outbox Ngannou. He, he, here's here he really did. He had to really work. And again, when you didn't have a game plan, you didn't prepare. That becomes a, a bit of a task. Um, and here's here's what I think happened. And this is my official take uh, take away right from from what we saw uh, out in Saudi Arabia when Tyson Fury fought Francis Ngannou my official takeaway is let let's let, let me let me paint a visual for you uh, you've got a meter right it goes up 10 and down 10 and then in the middle it's it's level right it's at zero my expectation for Francis Ngannou was negative 10 it was on the floor it was right at the bottom of that meter my expectation for Tyson Fury was all the way at the top at plus 10. Where they actually ended up was level, in the middle, at zero. But because the expectations were set in such a way, when they ended up in the middle, it felt like Ngannou was a 10 and Fury was negative 10. That's what it felt like, even though the reality was they were pretty level. Um, and again, that's that is sad enough in itself that the lineal heavyweight champion was brought to a damn near stalemate with somebody making their debut in the sport of boxing. That's just not supposed to happen, but that's what ended up happening. I also did score it for Fury just barely. Um, there was a lot of rounds there that, you know, you could score them any kind of way, but I think Fury did enough uh, to get most of those rounds. Um, but to get dropped, 
And then if you look at him the next day, you know, Fury doesn't look good. No, he, he looked no. like he got touched up. Yeah. And Ganu, I mean, he, he, you know, he was in a fight, but, he, you know, he was in much better, much better condition post-fight. Had, had this been any contender that did this to Fury, we wouldn't be talking about the controversy. Right. We would we, we have said, well, you know, Fury got up from the canvas and outboxed him, did just enough to win. But because it was in Ganu, you know, everybody saying that it was a robbery and all this and that. And look, I mean, I, you know, there's, there's a difference between close controversial fights and robberies. Oh, yes. And, you know, and I've seen a lot of people primarily like in the MMA community saying, oh, well, boxing is rigged. Right. You know, this is corrupt. You know, you know, he got robbed. And, you know, anytime that there's a 50-50 decision, you cannot say that. That's right. And so, like, if you're one of those that feels that this is like a corruption of the sport, you're an idiot because yeah. <laughs> there's been far worse decisions in this sport. Oh, man. You know, there's been. There have been some highway robberies. There has been evidences of corruption in this sport. You know, this was not it. Right. This was just a 50-50 fight. It was close. shocking in itself. Right. Which is embarrassing in itself. And, and embarrassing in itself. But it was a 50-50 fight, you know, at the end of the day. So you could have scored it for either one and you would have had a case. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. It, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if you're telling me that you felt Ngannou edged out a victory, I can't argue with you. Like, I, I can see that. Uh, no. I, I, think, I, think, I think Fury edged out a victory, you know. I mean, listen, we can debate that all day long, but we both have, a, have, have, have something to say here. Um, but yeah, robbery. This wasn't that. Um, I, although yeah. you know, although because I think the MMA community looks at it like this is our guy. He's got a chance to upset the apple cart, and you know, MMA this and that. Uh, listen, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. This was a close fight, and that in itself is a victory. Yeah, that in itself sure. is a victory. Ivory, what what are your thoughts, man? Uh, how did you how did you see the fight? You, you hadn't told me that necessarily. Hey, man, I, I think I texted you as soon as I saw him get knocked down. I said, damn it. He got his ass, got his ass dropped out here, man. That was terrible. You know, first thing first thing I thought was, damn, how strong is Nganu? Like, you know, he was he was C64, 280, 270, whatever he is. You know, shit. Uh, uh, Fury's still 6'9". Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, 6'4 is big, but 6'9 is humongous. So, he was still at a massive uh, disadvantage. So how strong is Nganu? What kind of punches and what kind of licks can Nganu take? And then the MMA guys, like their type of training, I think they're they're like full body, you know what I'm saying? Full body training and full body, uh, 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 you know, endurance and performance is, is kind of, and boxers too, but I'm just saying, MMA, you know, they use every single, Every single muscle, every single inch of their body to, to to train and to compete. So, I just think that type of training, you know, done over years, obviously, just hardened up his body, hardened up his, his jaw uh, to take punches from a, a six foot nine behemoth. And and then you know, when I once I saw him get knocked down, I said, you know what? Ngannou didn't get the message. He didn't get the memo. <laughs> you know, I, I I talk about a lot. You know during the the mayweather heyday and and you know all those made up fights that mayweather would get together and how him and his opponent would dap up and smile and 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 hug and like yeah we made out with one didn't we like hey we we got one did we 50 mil tomorrow it was like it was like a planned type of you know money grab let's go do this real quick you know you're gonna lose but it's the biggest payday you ever had, right? Right? Deal, deal, bet. Let's let's go have fun. That's kind of what it felt like with with Floyd Mayweather's fights. This fight, nah. 
the Ngannou didn't get that message. He didn't get the memo. Yeah. There is no, oh, man, we're just going to do something. We're just going to do something for the fans and, and get out of here and make a lot of money. And, no, no. And one thing so I, go so ahead, going go forward, doesn't does Ngannou take this serious going forward? How many, what does he have left in the tank as a real deal boxer? That's what I'm thinking now. Not, I think he's got a lot left in the tank for sure. I mean, he opened he opened the eyes of the boxing world, and so he can he can do what he yeah. wants now. And 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 let me tell you something about MMA fighters. You know, I, especially here in the Midwest, we see a lot of undefeated you know prospects out here. A lot of guys that they're building up, and I've and I can't tell you how many times I see them take out against an MMA fighter from the local scene as well, and they get beat because they just they're not used to seeing a different style like that. MMA, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these guys can be very awkward, right? very rugged, yeah. you know, very kind of like herky-jerky, very yeah. very unpredictable. Yeah. So you don't know what you're getting all the time when you fight an MMA guy. And so MMA guys can, are very tough and people people don't give them their credit. Yeah. Be, you know because right. you know uh, I know I think uh like the Jake Paul and those guys popularized fighting MMA guys and they're, you know, and beating them, but I've seen so many boxers in the Midwest in different different places who are considered prospects were being built up and they they've gotten beat by MMA guys so it, they're very tough to fight. Let me yeah. t- let me tell you one thing that stood out to me man talking about that angle for a second just the whole MMA uh, versus boxer. You know <laughs> and it played right into Ngannou's hands. Fury is used to being so big and imposing that he can 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 lay on you and push you around. He was Couldn't not. He was not yeah. pushing Ngannou around. Matter of fact, Ngannou was so ready for Fury to try to do that. Th- that was some of Ngannou's best moments. That's what led to the eighth round, where Ngannou kind of yeah. started opening up a bit. Fury was trying to lay on him and bully him, and he said, "No, sir. First of all, I'm way stronger yeah. than you, and I know how to. I know how to punch in this position because he's used to those clinches yeah. and that dirty boxing, what they call it." And so he said, nope. Yeah. And do he landed some of his best shots? That's where the lumps come from. Yeah. It's from those shots. It wasn't from, wasn't from the knockdown. It was from those shots where Fury was going to try to lean on him and press him around. He's He had the angle down pat. As soon as Fury who, got in that clinch position, he was popping him in the face. And 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 wasn't his, ain't, ain't his trainer like the, the best guy to, to learn how to – get over that shit from uh, apparently a short uh, a short mike tyson yeah. like how many bigger guys he have to deal with that thought they kind of wanted to go in there and just lean on him a little bit and you know it, you first of all you got a lot of courage to think you're gonna go in there and lean on mike tyson and, and bully him around anyway but you know uh uh, uh evander holyfield razor ruddick you know what i mean i mean some of these guys are riddick bow these guys are big so is it, he got he got those lessons from probably the best guy you can get those lessons from. And, and, and short to, Mike Tyson. And to that point too, man. Yes, t- definitely, definitely Mike Tyson. But I think you also got to give some some credit to Dewey Cooper, who was who was the apparently the main chief's, you know, you know, in the corner, his, his head trainer, right? Because Tyson, I know they did some work with him, and he was a part of it. I think some of that was maybe played up a bit for the promotion of the fight. I mean, look, Tyson, yeah, Tyson wasn't even in the corner. Yeah, Tyson wasn't even, he was in a suit right. in the stands, you know. Um, but but uh, you got to give credit to the trainers and the camp and everybody involved in Francis Ngannou who made him look and perform as good as he did. Again, all the credit in the world uh, to Francis Ngannou. And again, let's talk about what's next, right? We know what's going to happen with Fury. Uh, Fury is going to get the big fight, the unification fight uh, against, um, you know, for Undisputed against Alexander Usyk. 
Uh, it is not going to happen in December. It's going to happen in February now. I believe that's been confirmed. Is that right? I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. I, I, that, that's not one hundred percent sure. Yeah. But they're saying that February is probably going to be the likely, uh, likely, uh, you know, uh, time. He needs frame. some time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to have some time off there, uh, and then he'll get ready for Oleksandr Usyk, and we will get ourselves an undisputed uh, champion. Finally, after all these years, since I mean, since Lennox Lewis, since nineteen ninety nine, we haven't had an undisputed heavyweight. champion champion that is incredible uh very excited let, let me ask let me ask that let me ask let me ask you guys that right there you said about three times undisputed heavyweight champion Do, does he need an asterisk next to his name now he need an asterisk next to his record uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think so. Again, and this because, is just because you know, in the barbershop, in the barbershops, they're gonna say, "Yeah, but." Well, he was bullshitting the other day. <laughs> he was, uh, but again, ultimately did get the W. And again, you can dispute that all you want. He got the win. Uh, and and yeah. and and I, again, I I believe that he did just enough to win. Uh, it's one of those things though that you it's hard to explain, right? Because he got dropped. He looks like shit, but he still won. Yeah, that that can happen. You know, that can happen. Yeah, that you know, there's a pointing system that works the way it works for a reason. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that's getting into the weeds a bit, but so we're not going to do that right now, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, he still got the W he's still the lineal champion. They will fight. We'll get with an undisputed uh, champion, but you know, here's the thing. Yeah. People are also saying like, wait a minute. They're saying that that fight has lost its appeal because what they really want is a rematch now. So I don't know. (laughs) It's interesting. You know, Fernando, what are your thoughts here? Uh, To me, you know, let's, uh, let, let's get the undisputed champion shame. first. You know, yeah. yeah, let's get the undisputed champion first because that's important, right? Uh, maybe in the meantime, Engano can pick up a win somewhere else. You know, me put him on an undercard, or he can headline a like a, a small event and knock somebody out because he says he wants to stick with boxing, right? Right. Get him some, you know, six round fight somewhere, and you know, maybe on an undercard of a big show. Yeah. Get a knockout win. You know, look look spectacular, and then you know, you you had a, a really good idea when we talked about it. Yeah, uh, he can fight Anthony Joshua in Africa, one of those big soccer stadiums. How amazing would that be? You know, two two you know African uh, champions, you yeah. know, fighting each other. Yeah, man, they can even do it in Kinshasa, just like the Rumble and Jungle called the Rumble wow. in the Jungle too. Wow, I think that'd be perfect. Uh, he can fight Wilder. You know, let's see who's the who's the hardest puncher of all time. <laughs> they can advertise it as that, whatever. He's got a lot of a lot of options that don't involve Tyson Fury. If we're being honest, you know what's yeah. in, you know what's interesting about that. I saw his manager. Uh, 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 he was being interviewed. I want to say by DraftKings or something like that. Um, but his manager was being interviewed, and and he they asked him some of those questions. He goes, "Man, for us, it was the big three or bust. We wanted Tyson Fury, or Anthony Joshua, or Deontay Wilder." He goes, "They offered us Andy Ruiz." And we didn't want that fight. That's a bad fight for us. Yeah. And, and I, I said, smart guy. I said, listen to this here. That's a smart I said, guy. That is, they yeah. are thinking this thing through. Now I think Wilder's bad for you, and probably Joshua too. But I, I could, I could see, I could see, I could definitely see Joshua and 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 Ngannou getting after it. And I know, listen, Joshua's got to be hearing this too. If I heard it, he's got to be hearing it. I heard somebody say that Francis Ngannou is what. Anthony Joshua was supposed to be. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's terrible. That's that. That's, that's a low that. blow. And look, and at the end of the day, too, let's let's not get this thing twisted either. It's not like Ngannou debuted against a, a tip top shape Tyson Fury. Sure, you know he's got he needs to thank Tyson Fury for that as well. Yeah, 
you know, I mean, let's give him his moment. Let's give him his praise because what he did is still a, a remarkable feat. Yes. But he didn't fight the best Tyson Fury. Sure. He did not. And, you know, so, that you know, they're, they're probably going to gas him up and, hey, fight Wilder, fight Joshua. But as you can, as you just said, his, his manager was very smart <laughs> when they said, we're not fighting Andy, Andy Ruiz because he knows he does not want those problems. That's right. That dude has the fastest hands in heavyweight boxing. Great on the inside. Great chin. Yeah. And, and he, he will put it on you. Yeah. So they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, too, look, let's look. Historically, we've had some Hall of Fame fighters who took a, an L in a non-title fight. Yeah. Look, you know, didn't look their best, but they rebounded. Uh, Roberto Duran famously lost his O to Esteban de Jesus in a non-title fight. Mm. You know, uh, and he was when he was the lightweight champion. And by the way, they considered him the greatest lightweight of all time. Most people do. Right. Is. Right. And he took an L yeah. in, a, in a non-title fight. Uh, Alexis Arguello. Yeah. Like, you know, he lost to uh, Villamar Fernandez in a non-title fight. So, you know, we're talking about great fighters who every now and then, man, they, they just get, they get caught slipping. Yeah. And it just it is what it is. And uh, you can either bounce back from it or you can let that ruin you. Right. And so, you know what? I, I think, you know, Tyson Fury has a big wake-up call here. Yeah. He can either listen to it and, you know, focus for, for Uzik. Or maybe, you know, we might be seeing the end of Tyson Fury. Maybe, you know what? He's, he's phoning it in right here. Mm-hmm. He knows he's going to get a big payday with Uzik. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, maybe he's out right there. You know, so mm. so we don't know. But uh, if, if if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm embarrassed. You know, I know this is gonna follow me my whole career. My priority would be to beat Uzik, and then if you want to run it back with Ngannou, just to show the world, hey, he did not fight the best of right. me. Right, sure. Let, let me fuck him up now for real and show you what would have happened. That that's probably what he should do. I don't know what what he will do though. So again, because we know what's next for Fury. I mean, he's fighting. Usyk reportedly supposed to be in February. Yeah. That's that's the latest as of the time of this recording. Um, so let's just let's just play the game for a little bit here. What is the ideal scenario for a Francis Ngannou? For Ngannou, just get a win somewhere else. You know, get a win somewhere else. I mean, can they face him against like like uh, I, I don't not trying to talk down on anybody, throw anybody under the bus, but like a Robert Hellenius type type fighter. Right. You know what? Even that would give him be a that. couple tune-ups, man. Get, couple couple tune-ups. Yeah, you yeah. know, get match him up with some of the guys that uh, Richard Torres has been fighting. Okay, you know, okay. Uh, some of those guys that they're building him up with. Sure, Just get him a six rounder. Okay, and and you big know, Big Baby Miller, Big Baby Miller. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the 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 the, the, the pre-fight press conferences will be pretty insane <laughs> if they did that. <laughs> But you know, uh, you know, you want want to keep the size up. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, no. I say, I say, give him, give him. If, if you really want to, you know, follow up the game plan of, you know, getting him a record, building him up a little bit. Yeah, get him a couple six rounders in the meantime. If you want to take the money hey, route, let, let, then yeah, go with Joshua Wilder. You know, something like that. Hey, let let me ask this. Let me ask both of y'all. If let's say he would have whooped, let's say he would have knocked his ass out second round, would that mean anything? to us like like this means to us now like him going out there not looking good if, if it if it did go his way would we say anything like that eh, would that mean anything to us you're talking about who, who you talking if, about if if, Fury, if if fury would have went out there and knocked and gone out second round uh, you mean, mean you mean if he did what we expected him to do 
Yeah, it would have right. been business Basically, as usual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Business as it would have just been another day in right. the office. Yeah. No, it would have been another day of the right. office. Right. We would have waited a week to record a, a week a recap and not worried about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. right. it, it would have been right. it would have been just what we expected. Another day at the office, same, same old, same old, no big deal. Uh but because things went the unexpected route, there's been a lot yeah. of talk about it. So I mean that's why that's why we're yeah. that's why we're having a whole episode yeah. about a guy who you know, uh, you know, didn't show up, and a guy who never fought before has one professional prize fight in the boxing ring. I mean, there's there's only one way that that happens, and that's the way that things have unfolded. So, um, no, it wouldn't have meant anything. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't supposed to mean this much, but it. But somehow we ended up here, and again, I think. The bulk of that definitely lies on on Tyson Fury. And look, I love Fury. I, I'm a fan of the Gypsy King. I, I do think this this hurts his his legacy at least at now in the present time. Things being what they are, it's hard to not think of you know Rocky and Rocky Three. You know, filming TV stuff. Tyson was doing the Netflix yeah. thing and being the celebrity, being you know interviews here, going doing tours here, doing this here, everything but what Clubber Lang was doing. Working overtime, grinding it out, putting his heart and soul in some dirty little hole in the wall room where he was having to pay rent with, you know, you know, no, no, um, none of the comforts of life. I mean, he was grinding it out. It kind of played out that way in a sense, even though Fury does come away with the victory, even though Fury gets the W on the scorebook, it definitely feels like a loss. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is going to. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, this is going to stay with him for his whole career. And you know, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you look back on, uh, you know, you can look back on Boxrec, you know, and it's gonna say there split decision ten, and it's gonna have Ngannou, and it's gonna say debut, <laughs> and that stays there. Forever. <laughs> that, that's in there forever. Woo! I mean, that, that is in there forever. You know, boy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end, of, there's a lot of Hall of Fame fighters who took some embarrassing else in their career. You know, some of them early, some of them way in the end. But you know, this one, you know. Because Fury's still arguably in his prime. You know, he's never lost to anybody. You know, he's undefeated. And so, you know, to have that on your record, and it's on your record. You, you were just better off making this an exhibition, man. Right. But you know what? They made it an, an actual fight. It's on his record. Yeah, man, that's going to follow you your whole career. You you can't I, wash this away. I, you, you have to, you, unless you run it back and knock him out, but you can't wash this away. I got I to gotta admit, I got to say something right now. I am very interested as what Francis does next. I mean, because the yeah. potential got to be the potential for some some headline stuff is there. You know, big headline stuff is p- potential. And it's hard for me to see him taking a step back like he should. Right. Because there's no way he should have fought Tyson Fury for his debut. There's no way he should have done that. So I don't expect for him to do what he should do. I think Francis is going to do what Francis does, and that is the unexpected, right? So maybe there's a fight with Wilder. Maybe there is a fight with Anthony Joshua. Um, To me, those are the conversations that I'm hearing are actually taking place. We've had people from the Wilder camp kind of publicly say, we're in talks. We've got Eddie Hearn saying, we want that fight. We want that fight, you know? Um, So I'd be curious to see what actually happens with Francis next, and then – Look, I'm intrigued. I want to see it. I want to know what happens. Uh, do I? How was he? Thirty four, thirty seven, thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. Damn. Yeah. So time yeah, is not on his side. He, so he, yeah, he needs to get he to it. He got to get to it. You got to get to it quick, man. But yeah. he, he does need to pick up a win. I think 
you know, just because boxing is all about that record. Sure. You know, so when he's 0 1 right now. Yeah, so if you're 0 1, you know, and there's no such thing as moral victories in boxing, you know, they don't go on your record. So, <laughs> so you're 0 1, man. So you don't want to be 0 2, 0 3 at that point, And, you know, you know, you just don't want to do that. I mean, let, at, let, at that point, your record starts looking a little bit ugly. And, you know, let's do this. I mean, I hate getting so deep off in the fantasy world, but okay, let's break this down real quick. Deontay Wilder, what happens to Francis Ngannou if he fights Deontay Wilder? Fernando, let's start with you. I mean, I think we will all be, like, on the edge of our seats because we want to see who wants, who lands first. And, you know, I, I can see Ngannou kind of putting it on Wilder early just because, you know, he did it to Fury and he lets his hands go and he, it's going to be hard to figure out an MMA guy at first. But I do think once uh, once Wilder lands you know, or detonates that right hand, I do think it's night-night Ngannou. Uh, unfortunately, he, he has a good chin. He showed he had a good chin, but there's a difference between Wilder's right hand and you know Tyson Fury's right hand. Uh, I think once if that lands flush, I think it's a good night. Well, uh, how would you see that hypothetical matchup? Uh, since we're playing this game, Ivory, if uh, Ngannou faces Wilder, what happens? Yeah, it'd be tough for for Ngannou. Um, it'd be tough for Wilder too, though. You know, we are we see how Wilder handles you know bigger, girthy guys. Uh, that that can get physical with him um, for a heavyweight. Yeah, he's tall, but you know he's not the most, you're not the, the he's not the thickest guy. You know, so Ganu probably could. You know, once again, kind of reach into his MMA bag and lean on him a little bit and and kind of rough him up a little bit. But yeah, I think once Wilder gets his feet up under him and and you know can kind of move around and and offer some speed, some athleticism that Ganu hasn't seen. Uh, in a boxing ring before, yeah, I think it'll be kind of too much for him. But it'll be a hell of a fight, get a hell of a payday out of it. And for a 37-year-old heavyweight, hey, man, everything's on the table right now, all those names. Absolutely. If you want to go smart, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that big. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't think he was that old. 37 is a lot different from 34. Yes. And, yeah, you need to get to it. So you might, you might want to go ahead and go for the Mount Rushmore guys and, and, and cash out, man. Yeah, I think, you know, again, since we're playing the game, I think, you know, uh, I think that's all bad for Francis uh, Ngannou. Um, listen, he's got a, a size on his side, which is what helped Fury against Wilder. Um, but I think Wilder is going to land that shot, and I don't think it's going to matter. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't see Wilder not being able to land that right hand. You know, that was always Wilder's thing is that, yeah. he, you know, he's got the frame for the power. He delivers the power. And he can deliver it at any moment. Yeah, I think that's a bad matchup for Francis Ngannou. Although I'd love to see it, um, but I think Wilder gets the knockout. I think he does it quick. Um, you know, I was wrong once about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, so but that's that's my that's my takeaway from that. I'll say matchup. I'll say this uh, out of out of Wilder, Fury, and Joshua, I would be shocked the least if he beat Joshua. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, that's my next question. Yeah. Let's go there. Uh, let's let's keep the game going. Uh, Francis Ngannou. Let's say he does fight Anthony Joshua. What happens? You know, Joshua on paper should win this fight. He should, you know, he should have the skills and the the abilities and the skill set and the power to, you know, to stop him. You know, uh, maybe mid rounds. But you know, if if Ngannou lands a hail mary there and puts uh, Joshua on his ass, I can see him falling apart mentally. I can see him. I can see that happening. It would not surprise me one bit. And you know, it'd be like, hey, he did it again. You know, he, he you know he quit again, or you know he got beat again. So it would not shock me. I would pick Joshua, but it would not shock me 
if Ngannou landed a Hail Mary with, with Joshua and Joshua, Joshua would just, you know, cave. You know, I hate, to, I, hate, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Damn. I, I think Ngannou is my, – my concern with Anthony Joshua, because he's got all the physical gifts, is his mental. Yeah. I think he's just mentally uh, – he's not the strongest guy ever since he lost to Andy Ruiz nope. in his mind. He's not been the same fighter. Uh, you know, he's Anthony Joshua. He's not AJ, right? You, no, that's yeah. the, what, you, what you've said before, yeah. Fernando. And so that version of him, uh, you know, it's hard to say what happens because Ngannou's so strong mentally. Yeah. Like that's his – I mean, you think he's strong physically. His mental, his yeah. whole life story on how he got to where he yeah. at, he is an exceptionally strong in his mind. And 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 <laughs> I'll put it to you like this. I'll put it to you like this if – if mentality was weight classes and Ganu's a super heavyweight, Joshua is probably <laughs> Joshua's probably a lightweight right now, but one thirty fiver mentally. So who wins that, then, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Joshua that, should that, win. That's a damn. That's a damn shame. He should he should win because he's the more experienced fighter, and yeah. and he's been doing this. He's been doing, he's been fighting this style, standing up boxing. You know, for for most of his life, all his life, and 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 Ganu's a new guy, but like you said, man, it's on the right side of of, of Anthony Joshua's chest, man. It, it's kind of it's, it's something missing right there, and it's been evident for a very very long time. Um, and I don't I don't know how a boxer can be successful, and with the lack of heart, and on top of you doubting yourself, you know, whatever he's going through mentally, you know, the anxiety or whatever. He's dealing with uh, in big fights. The fact that we're talking about it, right? The fact that we're talking about, yeah, I don't know, Joshua. He should, but uh, I don't know against this new guy. That that's a shame right there. And that right there should should fire Anthony Joshua up. But we've been waiting for Anthony Joshua to get fired up for five six years now. That's, that's so, so true. That's so you true. You know, I, I think I I think I think Ngannou might go out there and just just off mental fortitude alone. Just go out there and just muscle him up, and and he could take advantage of it, man. You know what? What was that? What what is that? Uh, Creed three, where 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 homie was hitting him with the little penitentiary moves. Yeah, yeah, hey, man. Yeah. And Ganu, and Ganu go in there with some of that. Who knows, man? He might fold JJ up. You know what, man? I, I, I it breaks my heart to like want to pick in Ganu over Anthony Joshua, because AJ should definitely be able to handle it, but man. And Ganu just got in the game, and we already we already hyping him up. Ain't that crazy? I, I feel I feel really weird about this conversation, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop right now. I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs> hey, shout out, shout out to Ngannou, man. He had the performance of a lifetime, and you know for Tyson yeah, Fury, did. you know, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, but hey, you know what? The fuck, Tyson. Yeah, well, I mean, you had one job, man. Like seriously, you had one job. <laughs> But you know what, man? You made your money. Congrats! I think, I think you're gonna put it on Uzik. I, I, I honestly think he's gonna be Uzik. I mean, how weird is that, right? You know, I, I honestly think this is gonna be like he's gonna he's gonna take this fight more serious. I think he's gonna be desperate to like redeem himself to make a point. He's he's gonna beat Uzik pretty pretty good. I think. Yeah, I, and I think I think I think I think also too, man. At least I hope because we've yet to see this part of the game. Sugar Hill Stewart, that guy's a hell of a trainer. 
I don't know if maybe they got to a point to where, hey, Tyson's the heavyweight champ. We're running through everybody. Okay, champ. Yeah, that's how you want to do it. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know how that dynamic is in the gym. Do you, do you have any insight to that? Have you seen uh, anything to you, uh, Fernando? I mean, if if I'm his coach, I'm I'm tearing his ass a new one. Right. You know. You know. Do you think Sugar Hill's doing that? I I honestly don't know. I See, honestly, I don't know I, either. I don't know how they run that camp. I don't to be know either. With you. And so, I don't know if it's at a point where you know you're kind of a yes man now, or right. you know you don't want to mess up your money by pissing off the champ. So I right. I don't know. If that was my camp, that was my fighter that, that embarrassed himself, you know, we'd have a very different conversation that Monday. You know, we're going to have a very serious conversation about your you know, your future in the sport, your future with me as your coach. Because you're disrespecting. Fernando, let me add, let, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to No, you. I was saying, like, you're disrespecting, you know, me as a coach. You know, the you disrespected, you know, the, the work ethic that we've instilled. You dis, you, it's a big disrespect. In general, to the team, you know, there's a team yeah. behind you when you do this. When you go into camp, there's you, there's sparring partners that are practically giving you their bodies, so you can you know practice a game plan and beat them up. Really, right? You know, you're kind of so you can look good. So you can look good, and you're kind of disrespecting them. You're disrespecting everything. So we it'd be a serious conversation for me if I'm the coach. You know, uh, we had a 12 week plan, and what the fuck did you do with it? Right. You know, so right. so. Conversations like that need to take place if you're in his camp. You know, if you're – I know some fighters don't like, like, authoritarian type of coaches and people that, you know, that are kind of like old school. But you kind of have to be in a situation like that. You know, you can't just allow a fighter to call the shots. Look at look what happened to Ryan Garcia, you know. And yeah. at some point, you know, you have when you're the coach, you have to be the general in that camp. And you have to dictate how things go. You have to dictate how the work is going to be. You got to dictate what we're, you know, what the game plan is going to be, and you have to make sure your fighter sticks to it, and he has to stick to whatever regimen you guys have planned. Yeah, you, know, you have to, he has to stick to it. He's got to trust the process. You know, uh, when you go away from that, there's maybe a sign that he's not trusting in your process, and so at that point, you need to start have some having some serious conversations of, you know, what should I be your coach anymore? Mm. Because you know, I'm not gonna, you know, that's my legacy on the line too. Right. You know, hey, who's the coach that allowed his fighter to yeah. get beat by a debut guy? You know, so. Right. So it, it's it, it, to me like to me it would be a serious situation. I don't know how Sugar Hill is considering this or how he's viewing it. You know, so you know, I, I'm interested in that. I wonder. I wonder what you know the Tyson Fury camp is doing right now with with what, what's going on. But uh, to me, it'd be a serious situation for sure. Yeah, man. I <laughs> boy, again, just the fact that we're, just the fact that we're having to have this conversation is mind blowing to me. But yeah. but but here we are. What were you gonna say, Ivory? I was going to ask, how long do you let? Because because Fernando said he he busts his ass in training. How long do you let those 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 injuries heal? A uh, couple weeks, a month, and then and then does that because he has to heal from from even though it's it's just a little black eye, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, it's not like he went in there and and had no real real damage. But does does him having to heal from that little black eye, or whatever else got done, does that kind of alter how hard you're going to? train him going forward for the for this next fight no i'm, I'm gonna get on his ass if i'm the coach <laughs> if they do that yeah. but you know you, okay. you, you you'll look at the commission because you know the commission after every fight they give you a, a, a medical suspension anywhere from two weeks right. to a month to you know depending on how bad the fight was it could be up to three months sometimes especially like if you get knocked out but you know so you, you kind of honor the suspension a little bit you know give him a, a week or two off and then when he's back in the gym 
we're busting your ass in the gym. Right. So Simple as ass, that. Huh? You know, maybe it was a <laughs> maybe maybe it was a situation where hey, he wanted to call the shots at the last camp. Hey, you saw what happened. Now we're back to my way yeah. or something like that. But yeah. but yeah, no. If you're if you're the coach, you have to be the coach. You have to be the team general because it's a team effort. No no one fighter ever does it on his own. Mm. Anybody who thinks that they're full of shit because it's a team effort. All the way from the yeah. coaches to the assistants to the people that hold the mitts for you, you know the people that you know that warm you up, the people that are sparring with you. It's a team effort. It's a team effort, and so you know you have to you know trust the process, and you have to you have to respect your team. You know you have to take this shit seriously, fellas. I uh, I appreciate you taking the time for us to uh, share our thoughts and, and and reflect on on what has happened here. Uh, and again, man, all the credit in the world to Francis Ngannou. I'm a fan. I was already out. a fan. I'm a bigger fan now. Yeah. Uh, way to go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, and 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 listen, Tyson. Uh, I, I I still love you. I, I you know I I think I know what you're capable of. I'd like to see you reach. You know. You know. You know, harness those powers once again as we go into the Usyk fight. By the way, I, let's end here. Let, let let's yeah. end, let's end on this. What are your thoughts? At this moment, obviously, when we get closer to the fight, we're going to yeah. dive deep into it. But at this moment, how do you see Fury Usyk going? I think uh, Fury's going to really be desperate to redeem his, re- redeem himself, and I think he's going to win that fight. Believe it or not, I think he's going to turn into a virtuoso performance for, for Usyk. Uh, he the, the, he the sting of this fight the, and the, the stench of this fight, it's going to be hard to live down if you do not follow up with a solid performance to let the world know, hey, that was just a fluke. Right. And I really think Tyson Fury is not dumb. I think he's. I think he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. I think he knows what he has to do. And I think he's going to do it. And, you know, before anything else, I want to say I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury, the human being. I've always said it. He's a big proponent for mental health. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's a great human being. I've always said that. You know, the fighter, you know, I've had my issues with him. You know, we've had our issues with him. And you know he's going through it right now because listen he's he's gonna go through it he, he embarrassed himself in this past fight but I think I really do believe he's gonna use his size advantage and he's gonna use his skills and I really think he's gonna have a a solid performance with uh, with Uzik I really do Ivory how about you man how do you see that uh, we know the fight's happening uh, how do you see that happening at this moment right now how do you feel about Fury versus Usyk Yeah uh, I'm 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 on the same same note um you know i I watch i watch football and i'm big nfl fan and you know it kind of reminds me of uh the buffalo bills josh allen started out the season terrible throwing interceptions all left left and right and losing the bad teams and then probably ever since like week two or three he's been slicing and dicing motherfuckers ever since and it's kind of like kind of like the same situation like you went out there and embarrassed yourself and, you know, losing the teams you shouldn't lose to, playing like you just got here like a rookie all over again, making dumb mistakes. On the next time you get out out there on that field or in front of those cameras, you better correct this shit. And you better look good. And you and you better win. And you better win right. And and I think that's that should be any athlete, you know, any any athlete. And anytime you go out there and you lay a stinker, the, the best thing is to get right back out there. And... In boxing, it's a little different. You know, football, basketball. You got you play the next week, play the next day. But the next time you're out there and you're you're expected to perform, you better be on your p's and q's and, and perform right. Now, on the other on the other side, Usyk saw that shit too. You know, Usyk, and not that not that him being ready is going to affect 
Tyson Fury being ready. But hey, who knows what kind of confidence Usyk has floating through his veins right now? You know, well, whatever perception he has of Tyson Fury, oh, he can be had. Oh, he ain't that. He he he's slipping right now. He getting old. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever way that Usyk sees it right now, who knows what that's doing for him in the, inside his chest and inside his his training session. So um, Fury should win. He should be pissed off and ready to bang. But don't count Usyk out. You know, he's a bad boy, too. He's a big dude, too. He ain't 6'9", but he's he doing his thing, too. So I'll be interested. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how Usyk, you know, I want to I hear from him again, matter of fact. You know, I want to sit down, interview with him before this fight to see what, what's in his head right now um, since watching Fury go down like that. So Fury should take care of business. He should be highly pissed off. But, you know, who knows what's going on in the heart and in the mind of Usyk also. Well, we know that he scored it uh, six rounds to three for Fury. Um, maybe he's a little biased, um, <laughs> but 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 let, let me tell you, I gotta I gotta say I'm gonna give you two answers here. Uh, my honest answer is I don't know. You know, I, I I'm not gonna take the cheap <laughs> ride. Out. I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take the cheap ride out and leave you with that. But I gotta be real with you. At this moment, I'm confused, yo. Like I, I'm not you, gonna lie you, to you. Hey, hey, no, so you knew last week, man. Don't let that one fight do it to you. You knew last week. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, I, that's listen, how crazy it could go. I, you know, <laughs> it, it really is. My head is kind of messed up, man. I feel like Fury. Uh, you know, um, probably how he felt when he realized it wasn't going to go the way he thought it was. You know, so yeah. so you know, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I've got to I've got to recalibrate my thoughts. I'm still you know trying to process all this that's going on. But, you know, if I really had to break it down right now, um, you know, you got to think, man, Fury is still the bigger guy. He's still who he is, even though he may not have shown it in this performance. And I think that's ultimately where I end up is, you know, Fury is back to Fury and he does get out there and let, you know, he's going to use all the advantages that he normally has because he's going to have them in this in this matchup. So there it is. And, and, and you know what, you know. First things first, go handle business. Get claim the claim the grandest title in all of the land, and that's the undisputed heavyweight championship. And then we can figure out the rest later. Um, but I'll just go ahead and say, yeah, okay. Uh, if I got to pick something, yeah, let me stick with my guns. Fury, he gets the W. Uh, I don't think he knocks Usyk out or anything like that, but I think he wins just because he's a bigger guy, stronger guy, and he's skilled. Uh, again, uh, ultimately skilled, right? Uh, uberly skilled. Is 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 Usyk, but I don't think there's that much of a skill gap uh, to make up for the size difference. So I think Fury wins a conventional fight uh, against Usyk. Uh, so if I had to give you an answer, that's my answer for right now. Um, but I love and I look forward to the opportunity that we'll have being able to dive deep into that. You know, in the months to come uh, as we approach that. Real quick closing note uh, on some more boxing news. Real quick, we're going to wrap up here, uh, but we've got a, a fighter looking to make history, Fernando. Yes, sir, Naoya Inoue. That's yeah, right. He's scheduled, the monster. I believe it's December twenty sixth. He's mm-hmm. going to fight Marlon Tapales uh, for the undisputed one twenty two pound championship, the super bantamweight. If uh, if Inoue is successful here, he would have done it in one uh, two weight classes in one calendar year. Wow, which is very. Very insane, very remarkable. Yeah. You know, when you put it in perspective, it took Crawford eight years to accomplish that. Right. And, you know, in a ways, you know, if he wins, I don't want to, you know, look past the polis. Let's, not, let's tough, not look past anybody. He's a, he's a, he's a Southpaw Filipino who, yeah. you know, 
people might not know him, but there was a once upon a time an unknown Southpaw Filipino who <laughs> made a, a made, made a little bit of noise. Made made a little bit of noise in the United States. <laughs> y'all, y'all may have heard of him. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so so, but if everything goes uh, in a ways way, you know, he, he in one calendar year he will have unified two divisions. That's crazy. Four, you know, four belts. You know, in the four belt era, that's that's insane. And so, you know what? He's, you know, there's a reason he's my number two pound for pound fighter in the world. Sure. And you know, you're you're for those that are not too familiar with him, you know, tune in because right now we're watching greatness. Yes. You might not you might not realize it right now, but we're watching greatness right now. Yeah, he kind of flies under the radar because we don't get a lot of him here in the in the states, and he's in those lower weight classes. But man, if you get a chance to start looking at what this 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 young man is doing. Uh, there's, it's hard to think anybody else is doing something like that. I mean, look, look, you know, when, when, when's the next fight coming? When's the next one? Uh, December 26th. I believe I'll double check, but I believe it's December 26th. Okay. Yeah. On ESPN plus okay. boy. Hey, 2023 still got a little bit more left in the bag for us. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, for those who are not familiar with him, you know, YouTube him, uh, Watch his last fight with uh, with Fulton. Wow, he was not. You know, people didn't think it was going to go like that. Right. You know, you saw what he did to Fulton. Wow, he walked through Fulton, blew yeah. right through him. And you know, Fulton's a bad boy. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a slick boxer. You know, he's a difficult for anybody. Yeah. And you saw what he did to him. So, you know, Inoue, he's doing he's doing some special things, man. You're looking at a special fighter with Inoue, and you know, you're again, you're looking at greatness there. And you know, if he pulls this win off, man, he's going to achieve uh, a legendary feat for sure. Absolutely, you know, he's already got five weight classes. But, you know, that's crazy under his belt. So hey, you know Yikes. this this will be a this will be another feather in his cap. You know this this will be a, another legendary achievement. Incredible, man! Uh, looking forward to seeing the monster back in action. And fellas, thank you so much, man, Fernando. Appreciate it as always. Hey, thank you for having me. You know, look forward to keep on uh, talking about boxing. And you know, thank you to Ivory for for chopping it up with us. Yeah. You know, it's a good one good today, man. Ivory, love what you're doing with the Whatever You Say podcast, man. I see you, boy. Hey, man, I'm, try- I'm trying to stay busy, man. I'm trying to stay busy, and uh, I appreciate y'all having me on all the time. I appreciate the folks I get on the Whatever You Say podcast. I need to have, hey, man, y'all need to make your way this way. That's right. Yeah. And let's do it on the Whatever You Say podcast for a man, man. Hey. I need to get over it, man. Count us in. Yes, sir. Count us in. We're already rocking the gear, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, rock, rock the gear. Let me get some more. Get some, especially you, uh, no so. I know it's, it's getting chilly, man. Break that, break that hoodie out. Man. Oh man, it's hoodie season, baby. I was matter of fact, I took a picture. I'm gonna send it to you right now. When I get out, I was in the gym. Got out the gym yesterday, rocking, rocking the uh, hoodie, man. Um, no listen, doubt. No y- doubt. Y'all be easy. And you know how we said. Until the next time, keep your hands up.